Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in outfit repeater. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello Marissa, great to be back once again. I just came back from the doctor. They took a lot of blood so let's get this going. <laughs> we all needed to know that. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Well I have follow-up questions but I'll just <laughs> <to be> introduced. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Should I should I introduce our guest, our yeah. re- returning guest, He's my friend Jermaine, Jermaine Fletcher, back with us again. Jermaine, uh, I'm so glad that you're here. You reached out to me, I think, like after the pilot episode of this, and you were like, "I need to be on this <laughs> podcast at some point." <laughs> well, yes, I was like, "I need to be on." I have things to say. I have opinions. This podcast is my SNL. You know, like. I, I want to say I'm the 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 most featured. I on think the you podcast. are. You officially are so, for sure. So I want to keep that going. So every now and again, I need to pop up. Yeah. And this, the, I'm the Alec Baldwin pre-shooting incident. Yeah, bad reference. Yeah. New, we need a new reference. Maybe like Tina Fey. I don't know who's Tina the Fey. Steve Martin, maybe. Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, but like this, this is my SNL. So I need to make sure I'm featured very often here or very little depends on how you look at it. <laughs> well, I'm excited that you're back and uh, I'm excited to get a new perspective on how I met your father here, because I think we've talked to death about this show and I don't think our opinion has like greatly changed <laughs> over the course of the season. So it'll be, it'll be nice to get like a different I mean, potentially, maybe it's not a different point of view. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a different point of view. Yeah, but we can talk. We can talk it all through. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I want to start off with like what your relationship is to the franchise as a whole. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Were you a fan? Is that what drew you to this train wreck? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I. Fan is a strong word. I've seen episodes, obviously. I've seen quite a few episodes in the, the, I think it was on for eight years or something like that. But it was, uh, it was on at a time, the same time as the Big Bang Theory. And it was like a Big Bang Theory, like every single week I have to watch that. And I'm not a big comedy person. It takes a, a lot of work to get me to like a comedy. So I, I'm familiar with it. I've watched it. I, I I was into the original, spoiler alert, Robin Sparkles, like, I have that song. Sam, do you know that song? I do not, no. Wait, so do you not watch, did you not, did you do not watch the original How I Met Your I Mother? So I Marissa did. I did back in the day. Uh, Stan so can, you know Robin. Yeah, I know. He does not Consistent know. with the theme, I have not seen, yeah. so... When we learned uh, that, seen it. when we no, when we learned that How I Met Your Father was coming out, I watched the pilot episode 
to give me like a little bit of context. So I, I could appreciate when Robin showed up in this episode uh, because I had seen the pilot, but I don't, I don't know the full history. I don't know what Robin Sparkles is. Do you want me to tell you now or later? You can tell me now. So Robin's backstory is she was a Canadian pop star, a teen pop star. And oh, she wow. did mall tours like Tiffany. And she was like pretty <laughs> famous in Canada. Wow. Okay. Well, and that's how that directly led to her being on the news. No, it's like, so the, in the show, nobody knew it was like a secret. And I think Barney somehow found out, but it's like a, it's like one of her biggest, darkest secret. And she had this very catchy song, which you should listen to it. It's called Let's Go to the Mall. I won't sing it, but it's like very, very good. <laughs> it's like, if, if Hillary Duff doesn't cover that song on this show at some point, that's a missed opportunity. And then, like most pop stars, she was a one-hit wonder, and her next song wasn't that good, and she had to get out of the business. Well, this of this obviously leads me to my next question: Is that song better than this song? I'm just missing J Street. <laughs> <sighs> okay, if you want to listen to a good Leighton Meester song, <laughs> go way, way back to like "Good Girls Go Bad" with Cobra Starship. That's a good Leighton Meester singing song, but I also love Leighton Meester, so I'm not going to crap on J Street, but <laughs> Let's Go to the Mall was way better than J Street. I read this morning that there is a full version of J Street that oh, really? exists. It's it's not out there yet, but Leighton no, Meester you. recorded a full song. No, thank you. That's interesting no, thank you. because we talked at length <laughs> last week about how it feels like the song starts and then concludes. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know where else there is to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want better for Leighton Meester. I have yeah. to say that stupid song has been stuck in my head all week, though. Yes, it's I can confirm that been that a is problem. true. It's been too much. It's been too much. <laughs> the, the, the two lines that you've heard <laughs> is stuck in your head. Yes. I think Marissa relates. I think she might also miss, well, I don't know why you would miss <laughs> J Street specifically. It's a greater New York sentiment. <laughs> I don't know what there is at J Street. That is true. Where is, J Street is. It's like downtown Brooklyn, yeah. right? Yeah, it's downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. There's nothing, I mean. There's, there's, there's NYU an NY, Polytech. Yeah, there's an NYU campus. <laughs> there's nothing. There's a Trader Joe's, Street. maybe. Is that? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. No. Uh, Trader Joe's is the no. is the stop. No, that was DeKalb. Oh, that's DeKalb. That's where the good Trader Joe's yeah. was oh, okay. in Brooklyn. That's also my other problem with this show, but I, a New Yorker who lives in New York, I don't like when shows are set in New York but not filmed in New York because every little thing that they do I know is wrong. Yeah. And for some reason, I can't suspend, like, this is a show. It's blah, blah, blah. Like, the couple of episodes back when... She, he was like teaching her how to use the metro card but i'm like this is 2022 we don't even use the metro card anymore <laughs> we're like tapping our phones like why are you doing that all the trains are wrong the blue trains the the trains with the blue seats don't go in that line like what like, it, it's just something that really really irritates me is like knowing that this is not New York. This is filmed in LA on a soundstage somewhere and they just don't do it justice. That's like one of my biggest like pet peeves with the show. It's it's just not, doesn't feel authentic. For sure. I mean, when you just think like 
Uh, Jesse lives on the Upper West Side. Andy has a car. Andy has no job. How are you paying for parking, bro? <laughs> He's an Uber driver. Isn't he an Uber or a Lyft driver? I thought that was his job. I mean, we part-time saw, Uber part, driver. Yeah, part-time Uber driver. Part-time substitute music teacher. Does he, know how, does he know how expensive gas is in the year 2022? 22. Yeah, 2022. It was hard to live in the moment in 2022. <laughs> I also wanted better for Kim Cattrall <laughs> after the fiasco that was, and just like that, this show has been such a disappointment. Well, this is what we got. This is what we got. Yeah. So I have some inside scoop from a friend who went to see a screening of the finale for FYC here in LA. And it was, you know, after they watched the final two episodes, there was a panel with all the cast and it was moderated by Kim Cattrall. And apparently Kim Cattrall said that it was great to be part of a cast that was so tight knit and it seems sincere but there's definitely some shade being thrown there. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go down the Kim Cattrall <laughs> lane, I don't know if you saw it in Just Like That, the new chapter in Sex in the City. No. The only thing that show proves is that that franchise does not work without Samantha Jones. You know, she and Sarah Jessica Parker allegedly don't get along. I just wanted more for Kim Cattrall than How I Met Your Father, but yep. it's fine. For sure. Jermaine, we always have fun when you're on because we get to learn what you're watching on TV. Uh, so I think before we dive in, what are you watching on TV? Abbott Elementary, which is the best so good. thing on TV. Yeah. I I literally just rewatched the clip of Ava asking for the chair, sitting on the chair, then <laughs> falling out of the chair. All of, I just like rewatch it just to like, this is so funny to me like and I cannot stress enough I am not a comedy person you know I there's certain comedies that I've watched but like I fell off of like Modern Family I used to love but I stopped watching like the Goldbergs I fell off the Goldbergs and now that's in some turmoil but like I would elementary just beyond funny I finished Pam and Tommy a lot of prosthetics in that show yes um weirdly I am watching the Lord of the Rings movies for the very first time. I've been trying to get Marissa to watch them for a decade almost. <laughs> my boyfriend is like, you should watch them. And I tried to explain to him, he's like, the problem is that I didn't want to watch them. The problem was it was Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter when I was younger. And I obviously went the Harry Potter route. And now I'm watching Lord of the Rings movies for the first time. I've seen the first two. Game of Thrones basically stole everything from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. And I'm... I'm shocked. I'm just like disappointed in Game of Thrones. Um, so I'm watching that. I I don't I don't think I'm watching anything else. Um, I watch you know the Tinder Swindler, and Vincent Anna, Long Live Anna Delvey, <laughs> an icon. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Bridgerton comes out. I think the first time I was on the podcast was right after Bridgerton. Season I think so one. too. Yeah, we talked about it. So. Bridgerton is like next Friday. I cannot wait. I'm going to do it in one sitting. <laughs> and I'm going to watch the dropout about um, Elizabeth Holmes. And I think that's that's all I have going on. You know, I watch my soap operas. So that's it. I mean, how many soap operas are left? Days of Her Lives, The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful, and General Hospital. And I watch them every single day. <laughs> okay. Along with The View. Oh, you watch The View as well. <laughs> I watch The View every single day. Like, I've been watching The View for almost like for almost like twenty years. I forget 
It came up on the podcast the other day, and I forget if I cut it out or not, but I forget how we even mentioned <laughs> Joy Behar falling out of her chair. Oh, God. <laughs> and they still have the chairs. They still have the chairs. And I'm like, those chairs need to be replaced. <laughs> I thought it would have gotten rid of the chairs the next day. And Joy was like, in 25 years, that has never happened. Who do I sue? I'm like, Joy, you need to sue. I was terrible. <laughs> First of all, Joy Behar is like a certain age. and. Yeah. You know, you have to protect Joy, but like when she, and she, not only did she fall, she sort of like rolled over as she <laughs> fell. And I was like, damn. Well, yeah, because you didn't see the fall, right? You just, They like kind of cut to it after. You kind of like caught it after. And I was like, and the problem, like I, because I watch every day, I practically when Whoopi sits or the person at the other end, because they're filling in to try to find a new Republican, like one day you kind of see the chair like move. Yeah. And I'm like, they need to like, but yeah, um, you know, Joy, 25 <laughs> years, but well, technically 23 because she got fired for two years, but you know. Ugh, the view is honestly triggering to me specifically. Why? Well, because my parents watch it and they like are very serious about it. So when we were, you know, when we moved back in with them and when we, every day, I go downstairs, I'm just trying to, you know, make my breakfast, but the view is on, and my dad is like, do not even breathe right now. Like, <laughs> that's, okay, that's how I am. I don't want to hear you. That's how I feel about the view and Grey's Anatomy. Don't breathe, don't come here. My, first of all, the view is on at 11 o'clock every day. My calendar is blocked out at 11 <laughs> o'clock every day. My work calendar, like, don't call me, don't email me, I don't reply to you. Like, I'm watching the view. It's must-see TV. Like, I was watching The View live when Rosie and Elizabeth got into that fight. That was a okay? moment. That was a moment. Yeah. So, I love The View. I love that. I love that for you. The more I think about it, I do think that when we talked about this last time, I did end up cutting it out of the podcast because Marissa said, this is stupid. Why are we talking about Joy Behart? This is so Joy off topic. Is a gem. <laughs> really lost the plot. I know. I had a dream. I had a dream recently that I was co-hosting The View, and Whoopi loved me, and Joy hated me. <laughs> Joy hated me. This is serious. It infiltrates oh, no. your dreams. Oh, my I God. I love The View. I love that for you. Jermaine, if you're looking for something, I think we're going to start season two of Upload on Amazon soon. I can't watch that. No? It's about, like, dying and you're... Yeah, they upload they upload uh, Robbie Amell's consciousness to like a virtual afterlife. First of all, Robbie Amell is gorgeous. First of all. <laughs> Facts. But there's a Black Mirror episode about that that I did not enjoy. Oh really? About uploading your consciousness into. It is life. a very Black Mirror theme. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll watch it because you know I do like Robbie Amell. Amell. Yeah, um, Sam. Will Will Jermaine's endorsement? finally make you watch Abbott Elementary with me. I said you I don't watch, watch Abbott Elementary? I haven't been watching Abbott Elementary. I've been watching Ghosts, which I've been enjoying. So I told Marissa, she'll so Marissa's gonna watch Ghosts and catch up on Ghosts and I'll watch Abbott Elementary and catch up on Abbott Elementary. And then we'll continue. We'll move forward with our with yeah. our lives. Then we'll move forward, mind. yeah. I feel like Ghost is going to get canceled, so you should stop uh, wasting time on that. I think Ghost will do okay. I mean, it's it's got the British show, like the British... I thought it was already renewed. Yeah, I think it was renewed, it was? actually. Oh, yeah, I think so. Good, good for that. 
We've been into Survivor, which just started uh, last week. Uh, wait, Jermaine, you're, do you watch Big Brother? Were you watching Celebrity Big Brother? I don't watch Celebrity. I, I love Big Brother. I've yeah. been watching Big Brother since season one. If I were to ever be on like reality TV or anything like that, it would be Big Brother because I could win. And I know I could win. <laughs> I can't watch Celebrity Big Brother simply because, well, there are people on it. I didn't want to see this season. But it's such a short window of production time because like these people have things to do. Sure, they have things to whatever. And you can't really get invested in the game. And because it's like so short, like the moves come off so like you hate them in the end because you don't have time to invest in their game. So I don't enjoy Celebrity Big Brother. But yeah, we don't we we can we can stop talking about other shows and talk yeah, about let's talk about this show. This show the show we are here the to talk season about. one finale. Should have been the series finale, but okay. You wish because they are coming back for twenty episodes. I know. Season. I'm like twenty episodes. Damn. Which honestly might be good for it because the pacing of this season was whack like nothing happened and then too much happened and I'm not like I'm not invested in Jesse and Sophie even though I'm supposed to be all right here's the here's the thing like people are people are probably gonna say that I'm like a Jesse apologist but again I'm gonna take the same position that I took last time he was gonna marry this girl like if he wants to get back together with Meredith, like, let him do that. I don't know. No, no. Okay. Yes, but all of his actions in this episode were so chaotic just to get back together with her. But Get back together. We don't even know if they got back together. We saw an out of context. That was kind of like... Um, we saw an out of context making like out. Like, what is there to... That could, <laughs> no. that could, have, been a, that could have been a goodbye kiss. Yeah, we, we don't know what happened no. before or after. It's like the... On the um, mouth? That was like the bonfire yes. moment in Temptation um, Island. That could have been a goodbye kiss, Sam. That felt, that or felt they like, could have kissed and it could have been like instant regrets. Like, oh, what did I just do? I don't know. But even if it was, that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever. Instant regrets, like, pass. Like, they were together for a long time. Um, can I just, like, say I don't know anybody's name, so I call Hillary Duff, Hillary Duff. Sure. And the girl, the girl from the sequel after the American Teenager. Okay. And... <laughs> Josh, Drake and Josh, and then you call the Josh British Drake guy. and Josh. <laughs> Drake and Josh. Both of them. Oh, he's going to be in he's going to be in um Christopher Nolan's new movie, yes, Oppenheimer. I and I'm like, that. how did you land that? <laughs> I I don't fully know their names because I'm not that invested. The Fair sister enough. I call the lesbian, which is a terrible thing to call her, but like I just <laughs> her she is a useless cat. She's 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 useless to the entire show. She made the joke that we were hoping all season she wouldn't make. We were like, oh, we're gonna make it through season one and she's not gonna do it, and then she did it. And if you know, you know. Like if you've seen the episode, you know. But she made the joke and we were like, Oh, really? What's the joke? Where she said she was the most famous lesbian oh, Ellen. Ellen. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, you're like, no. Like, we don't talk about Ellen in the year 2022. <laughs> I know. Get get with the program. It's 2022. Exactly. It's it's the writers really need to like because you're supposed you're writing in a time that you live in. So you should you should be like aware enough to like know that that's not a funny joke or like that won't play well or whatever. Like that's a yeah, that's weird. I mean, it was one of many 
interesting decisions that they made regarding the timeline. Like, they didn't have to impart a timeline on this. It could have just been a timeless, like, just generic 2000s situation. This is true. That's why in the Goldbergs, they said in 1980-something, and you never get, like, a specific year. Yeah. Because they just, like, jump around. For sure. They could have done that. Yeah, this show just continues to be just so overwrought with pop culture references that are already dated by the time it's airing. And it's like the Tiger King thing was not funny. That was very strange. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know anyone who I've had, I've had, I've had a conversation with exactly zero people about Tiger King season two after having, I've not watched, I've not watched it. I know about after having, probably like hundreds of conversations with people about Tiger King season one. That's how I feel about uh, Love is Blind season two. I'm not watching it. I already watched it. it, it, <laughs> it, was a, it like, see, there's a thing like in the, good, like going back, but like 2020, the start of the pandemic, I felt like as a unit, we were all doing the same things. Yeah. So we we're all watching Tiger King. We we're all watching Love is Blind. But now I don't, I'm not interested. I feel like I can do my own stuff now. So it's it's a very weird thing. Like and, and then how you bring up Tiger King and not bring up like we watch it in COVID. Right. That's so true. This show just acts like it didn't exist yeah. happen. Or exist. It does. I blame Disney for this show. I blame Disney for this show. Because Hillary Duff could have been doing Lizzie McGuire having sex with a married man and they didn't want to do that. So then she had to go wrap up younger. And now she's doing this show when she could have been doing Lizzie McGuire. Disney has bigger problem, bigger PR issues to deal with right now than Lizzie McGuire having sex. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they expect Lizzie to do about that. But like, you know, but Lizzie could have been having sex. Like the new Proud <laughs> family is so wide, widely inappropriate. And I'm like, Lizzie couldn't have sex. Like, the new crowd family, like, Oscar and Trudy are having sex. Good for Why them. Why Lizzie have sex? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I honestly don't even blame Disney because, like, at the end of the day, Hilary Duff has enough clout in her and, like, power in her career where, like, she did not need to do this. This was an active choice for her to, okay, to take this on. So Hilary wanted it, whether we like it or not. But then she should have she filmed it in New York like she did with Younger. My first thought when we finished watching the episode was this could have been so much worse, which indicates how low the bar was because it wasn't good, but it wasn't the worst episode we've seen either. It was not the worst episode. And you said you blame, what's his name? I don't know his name. What's his name? The boy, the one that she had sex with. Oh, Jesse. 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 I don't blame Jesse. I blame Hillary Duff because he was like, I like you. He told the girl, no, he didn't want to go on tour with her. They had sex twice. He was sleeping and in his sleep, he said, I love you, (laughs) which he could have just been like having a dream or whatever. And she freaks out and she pushes him away. And pushes him into Leighton Meester, a.k.a. Blair Waldorf's arms. <laughs> and that's on her. Because he was like, oh, 
that's embarrassing. I shouldn't have said that. Like, like he was like she was the one who ran. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't, I don't fault him for. I, and I also don't think he's back with Lynn Meester. I just think that's that was, was like a, that's what I was I saying. Think, yeah, <laughs> I think she's going on tour. She came to say goodbye, and they kiss goodbye. That's what I think happened. Actually, Jermaine, I have a question for you. Were you familiar with the character of the captain? Yes. Because this is a thing we were on. We had. I obviously did not know the captain. Marissa had forgotten that the captain had, was a How I Met Your Mother character. And since then, we've gotten several, you know, f- some feedback, which we had, you know, figured out, obviously, that it was a character from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, but we have no emotional attachment to the captain. Like, why are people so emotionally attached to this captain? That I don't know. And I don't get how the captain is in this reboot. I don't remember a lot about the captain, but like, it felt like such a specific thing to that first group of friends in the original how i met your mother mm-hmm. I, I i just didn't get it it just felt like oh let's throw in this thing that you're familiar with into the show and it took me a while because like when i saw the first i'm like why why like it i it didn't like i didn't like remember like this is a thing and then i'm like but why is this a thing here yeah i mean we found out in the finale why it was like important to this sh- show but like this moment but I don't, I, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to just like throw into this with new people that you have no attack. Cause I'm not attached to any of these people at all. I hate the entire cast. <laughs> I hate the entire cast. I think it, the entire cast is terrible. Well, do you blame the cast or like the, what they have to work with? Oh, not the, not the, not the, not the real people the characters i hate all the characters oh the characters okay i hate yeah i hate all the characters i mean that's valid criticism i think they you know they all seem kind of wayward did you even did you even hate drew aka drake and josh yeah because it's weird to see him as a sexual person <laughs> fair enough that's josh that, 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 he was that's josh like that's that's weird. <laughs> like my first memory of him was in the movie Snow Day, or was it Max Cable's Big Move? One of them. <laughs> but no, that's that's just weird. The problem here's a problem with the entire premise of the show. What's her name? Sophie and the girl from the American Sweetest, the Secret Life of the American Teenager. They're friends, and then Jesse, the kid who owns the bar, are friends. Then there's like Jesse's sister who's adopted. It 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 fe- like it's weird that like they, it's weird that they don't have their own separate friend yes. circle. Yes, and they Absolutely. are now the friend circle because again, like, one of the reasons why I when I was a page where I didn't like really hung out with all the other people was like because I live in New York, I already have friends. You just moved here, mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna like like yeah, we can have a drink after work, that's fine, but like I have friends, and it's weird that they don't have other friends because first of all she met jesse in an uber when i go into an uber i say sir i would like a quiet ride <laughs> do not speak to me i don't want to talk to you i would like a quiet ride please so that's weird to me and yes i'm not you're because of that they're not an established friend group you're not invested in it like the kid who is getting whose girlfriend is the doctor who lives across who moved to LA. Like, I don't care. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't care if you get married or not. I don't care 
that you're in a long distance relationship. I had no investment in that. Now, if they had like had them together for the first season and then they she had to move away, I'd be like, oh damn, that sucks. I'm not invested in them as a friend group because I don't know, as an adult, I feel like I don't make friends that easily anymore. <laughs> it's hard. Why you I'm not doing that? I mean, Jermaine, I think it's hard to expect to know a lot about Sid and Hannah when we don't even know really that much about Sophie and her best friend Val. We went a whole season. We still don't know how they became friends or <laughs> anything about their relationship. I actually don't even know what any of I, this, the best friend is like what a stylist. Yeah, Sophie's a, something in Sophie's, fashion. Sophie's a photographer. The best friend's a stylist. The kid owns a bar. Yeah. Right? Like how you refer to Sid as the kid. I, I don't know his that name. Um, I should know his name. He's the brown man on the show, so that's not very nice of me to not know his name. The other one is like an Uber driver. What am I missing? Uh, so Charlie works at the bar. Illegally. Illegally, yes. Oh, the, get, don't even get me started on Charlie. <laughs> That's the British one. Yes. It is so stupid. Like, one, I like, I, I was like thinking like, is his dad, is his dad American? Like, is he American? So it's like, no, he's not. He's British, right? He's like fully British. Fully British. So he's in the country legally. Well, legally for now, because I assume he has a visa. Sure. And, okay, just because you're a visa doesn't mean you can work. You you can't work. And then it is so obvious and painfully annoying that you know one of his future stories is going to be that he has to leave the country because he's overstayed his visa. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, what what is this? Yeah, a green card wedding is definitely in the future of the show. Exactly. Right? And for every for and for everybody who don't who doesn't know, like most illegal people who are in these states are people from Europe who come over here on a visa and oversee the visa. So there's going to be like a green card wedding or something because like you cannot stay here forever and work illegally. Um, and then we also have Ellen who just got a job as the head buyer for a produce company. Or maybe she's not the head buyer, just a buyer. A produce buyer for a grocery store. What did I say? I don't know, but I'm just clarifying. Okay, for a grocery store. Useless. What is she getting a divorce? Yes. Yes. Useless. Wait, waste, <laughs> of, waste of screen time. We were really done with her when in the last episode, her entire story was just like trying on outfits for yes. her interview. We were like, fuck, like, why are you here? And we're the outfit repeaters. And yeah. it was too many outfits. <laughs> and then, and then even... <laughs> Because then in the finale, they show the interview, and she's not wearing what she's <laughs> wear. Yeah. I just don't like the characters. I'm not invested in them, but I, I don't know. Should we just, should we go through the episode? Yeah, we can speed through this episode, we can speed I think. through it. Yeah. yeah. We've, talk, we've, we've been beating around the bush on a lot of this. Yeah. Giving our overall takes. Yeah. As, I mean, like, it even feels silly to even introduce the episode because we've just been talking about it. But I will. We've been talking about How I Met Your Father, season one, episode 10, season one finale. Timing is everything. In this episode, Sophie gets romantic advice from someone who's been through it all. Valentina and Charlie face a tough crossroads. 
and Jesse makes a choice. Yeah, sure. I mean, timing is everything as the thesis of the episode is like, uh, sure, I guess I buy it, but it's not my main takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not my main takeaway either. The captain, this stupid captain, they are getting a divorce, the captain and Becky, and Becky wants the boats, the boats, the boats. And I still did not understand why this was happening. And I don't think, like, once we get the answer at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, but it wasn't like a strong enough through line for me. I mean, yeah, if I'm Kim Cattrall, older Sophie, and I'm telling the story to my son, I'm just saying, and then Ian showed up. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, I don't need to go into the story of like why Ian showed up. It's just like, yeah. hey, and then Ian showed up. And it turns out it's because this. You introduce what happens first and then go back. It's not like, oh, everybody's confused. It'll become It'll become why. clear. Yeah. 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 And then we pick up where the last episode took off. Jesse shows up. Now, last week we were like, that was a question for us. Does he does he show up? Does he stand her up? I think you said he was not showing up, but he does. I did think that he wasn't going to show up, um, and I was surprised that he did. I was also surprised that he did. I, I thought he wasn't going to show up. I think he shouldn't have showed up. That would have been the better episode. That was what I said, yeah. Yeah, because not only does he show up, he's so honest about yeah. everything. Like, he's so upfront with her. About the whole situation. Yeah, he got in a fight with someone on the subway, apparently. He was looking for closure. He got it. And uh, they can take things slow. Sure. (laughs) Cut to cringy sitcom. We're in bed together. I hate that. I like, we just, for me, the issue with Sophie and Jesse is just we haven't seen enough of them to get, like, there's no, there was no tension in this relationship. It's just all of a sudden... Oh, I like you. Oh, I like you too. You know what it feels like? It feels like the show was written and done. Like, they didn't think that they were going to get a second season. So they just, like, jammed it all in. Because there's no reason for Jesse and Sophie to even happen until season two. I really wonder, like, what the alternate ending was if they didn't get renewed. Because you know they had to have done it twice, right? Where it's like, okay, this is how we wrap it up if we don't get picked up. And this is how we do it yeah. if the show gets picked up. Is it just Jesse at the end? Like, it works out and that's it? Boom, boom, done? <laughs> Be so unsatisfying. But that was our prediction but at the beginning. Prediction, yeah. We said if it's a one-season show, it's Jesse for sure. If it goes on for more than a season, the door opens up. And well, no, we can we can go we can go over this at the end, I think. Okay. Just like updated predictions on who the father is. Okay. Now that we've seen a season. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah. I really did not love though that they cut they cut out all of the like the meat of the date. Like we don't even get to see them interact with each other. We just jump straight to oh, we're in bed together now. They didn't have the date. Because in bed, he says, do you think the Thai place delivers? Oh, so you think they just dipped right though? They just left. <laughs> I think he they're said, hungry you... again. <laughs> no, he said, do you think they deliver? And she's like, well, we can just do that again. I don't think they had the date. Okay. Which is just like, you should have the date. You should have if you're the date. Already, if you're already there. Yeah, for sure. And then we cut to 
Sid and Hannah. And like you, Jermaine, I am not very invested in them at all. I'm actually like, I am more invested in Sid and Sophie as potential endgame than I am in this whole situation. I just, I wasn't into where slash how this this whole arc ended. You don't believe in them as a bi-coastal power couple? Yeah, but, you know, no. <laughs> you know, I hate to say this, but like, dude, you can open a bar anywhere. No, it's very true. Especially a bar called Penderton's that has zero, t- <laughs> zero things to connect him to New York City. Just go to LA, open the bar in LA. Like, it, I, I just don't. And also, like, you don't have to get married. You can, like, wait until she finishes med- her residence or whatever. Like, you don't have to do it now. You don't have to get married. Like, it, like, their problem is, like, a non-problem. You can just be engaged. Because they just got engaged at the start of the series. He needs to do it yeah. now so he can get her money to continue to subsidize his bar that is in crippling debt. <laughs> She's a doctor. Well, Sam. She's, he needs Sam, to lock it gonna, down. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, Sam, but that was my advice to you <laughs> getting married. I said you need to get married now because all the books, if they release when you're married, that's joint money. And then if you divorce, you get half that shit. Jermaine, that was my we're not getting Sam. divorced. We are happily married. And also, I don't know how much you think that I am making off of these books. Well, listen, it, it, it just takes one Netflix movie. And then... True, very true. Marissa, where's, the, where's then, Netflix? God, now you sound like it, my mother. Not even Call Netflix. up Netflix right now. Not even Netflix. And also, Sam, if you get divorced, I want half the, the money because I'm giving you really good advice here. <laughs> You want you half of my lie. half of Marissa's money. <laughs> yeah. So a quarter of Marissa's it's money. <laughs> yeah. She'll be fine. She can write more books. <laughs> write a book about like, you know, just like set it in Christmas time. The set you're trying in Christmas time. Shop that shit to the Hallmark, the Hallmark channel. Hallmark, Lifetime, you're Great done. American you're, Country. You're, yeah. You're good. That's that's. You know how much money those those people make over there to do those Christmas movies. They start Christmas movies in July. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas all year at Hallmark. So it's true. I'm just saying, I gave Sam some brilliant advice. That's all I'm saying. And the stakes are low. You know, this woman is in a relationship with a man, but she really likes his brother better. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? I feel like that's a plot of several of these movies, and it's and it happens to be Christmas. Oh, I thought you were talking about the show. No, I'm talking about just talking like about your Christmas. typical Hallmark movie. The typical Hallmark movie is that there's no city sense girl. Of time. Ret- it's like city yeah. girl returns to her small town. So <laughs> for a for for a weekend, and then she falls in love forever. And it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> 2022 does seem to be the year of the Christmas rom-com. I have so many friends who and colleagues in the industry who are releasing like Christmas romances this year on the wow. book side. And maybe that's their game. Maybe to go to the Hallmark channel. Yeah. Yeah. They want that adaptation. Where were we? We lost the plot. Uh, now we can move on to Ellen's cat. I think. <laughs> God. Yeah. Her emotional support cat. Anyone who wants an emotional support animal, cat is the last choice. I'm also like deathly allergic to cats, so I was not into. You triggered the cat. Like my skin just started like itching the moment I saw the cat. 
we learn here why Charlie had such a sketchy look on his face at the end of the last episode. Yeah, so we predicted that Charlie was homesick. That's what I thought too. He was just gonna he leave. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out he's not homesick. He could. He couldn't give a shit about England and the UK. He actually just doesn't want children. Do I care? So <laughs> random. It's like such a new relationship. And the fact that Val does want children also feels like it came out of nowhere. His logic is that he's like having children turned my mother into a mean, spiteful person. You know what that means, right? He made his mother into a spiteful person. He is the reason that she's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> exactly. Like, what does that say about you? Yeah, and then Val wakes up and she is so, like, endeared by this cat and starts talking to a cat in the in this, like, baby voice that therefore means to Charlie that they need to break up. <laughs> we did learn last episode that Val has been making out with dolls with their eyes open for years. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just realized you. Sh- I just realized you shortened Valentina for Val. Yes, sorry. I'm like, who's Val? Sorry. Well, they call, they call her, her Val, so that's why I. They call her Val. Oh, you know what? I it's weird. That. I don't know actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, if they call her Val or if it's just the show like description where they shorten her to Val for some reason. Oh, I I can't remember. Valentina, yes, Secret Life of the American Teenager Girl who did not get pregnant. Good for her. <laughs> but apparently she wants to in this show. Yeah. She also gave Selena Gomez a kidney. In real life? Yeah. yeah. She's Selena Gomez's kidney donor. Oh, wow. I didn't know you that. You didn't know that? No, why would I know yeah. that? That's such a random thing to know. Uh, it was news. That's not... It's news. When was she that news? They announced it. When? When she got the kidney transplant. When was that? 2019, yeah, it was 2018. Like, it was pre-COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah, Selena Gomez has lupus. She needed a kidney. And her best friend... Gave her a kidney. Wow, how nice of her. And if you don't remember that, don't you, uh, you know, at least remember the joke about it that was made on the Safe by the Bell reboot that then got cut? Because that was also news. I'm so lost, right? No, I have no recollection of this. <laughs> well, it happened. Okay, well, thank you. Then we cut back to Jesse and Sophie and the moment when he says, I love you in his sleep. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much Sophie's reaction. And then the next morning, she magically wakes up in a robe. Went to bed, no robe. Woke up, robe. Just, I just feel like that's oh, it's such a sitcom thing to do. Yeah, it bothered me. And she tries to dip. Sorry, we've been giving this clip so much airtime, but this is Sophie. Now it's now it's Sophie. Stay away from me. <laughs> Jermaine, that's from the 2004-ish movie Razor Voice. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) I'm a little, like, this whole interaction, it seems like she's trying to sneak out, but then they're in her apartment, so he needs to... I think she was trying to kick him out. But she was kind of, like, she was, like, tiptoeing away, like, while he was still sleeping, like, into the bathroom or something. I will say, throughout all of this, I had no idea where they were. (laughs) Like, you could tell me they were in either one of their apartments, and I'd be like, okay. Oh, yeah, because I I, I was like, where is she? And then when the girl came with the cat, they were in a... I'm like, where do these people live? We didn't even talk about how Charlie's bed is just, like, 
off to the side <laughs> in his living room. Oh, that's, no, that's the thing now in, 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 in New York City apartments that you've left. It, like, there's a lot of, like, studios now okay. popping up. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of, like, people's apartments on Instagrams where, like, the bed is just to the side of the living room. But that's, like, a thing now. And I'm like, wow. Is that still the case if it's, like, a another there's another bedroom with like a you have a roommate in a separate room and you just sit out in the open yes oh interesting that was like the carlisle dorms new york city rent is like through the roof now it's gone way back up but i've I've seen that layout in real life okay it's been a while since we've been in new york we're not we're not up to date we're not up to 2022 with the new york real estate market let's not talk about it (laughs) yeah so sophie kicks Jesse out. She needs to get ready for her gallery show, which I forgot was happening. How could you forget that was the big news of the end of last episode? I know, but I didn't realize it was like now. That's why she was on such a tight deadline. She needed her best photo ever. And that was not the best photo. Well, it's just like, what does it say about her as like, I get nothing from that. Yeah. Like you get like, yeah, that's true. Like, that photo says nothing about you as a photographer. So after that whole situation, we are back with Sid and Hannah, and they are working with a wedding planner. And surprise, two weddings are expensive. I mean, I'm shocked that the wedding planner is expensive. (laughs) Like, just to go to the wedding planner alone is expensive. And then they're like, oh, I'm surprised at how expensive this is. Yet he's going to ride in on a horse? Like, what do you expect? <laughs> like, you've literally planned the most expensive things to do for your wedding, and you're shocked that it's expensive, and you have two weddings. Yeah, but don't worry. This wedding planner is in an on-again, off-again relationship with the White Horse King. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was that the most cringy line in the episode? Um, We do this every week, Jermaine. We assign... I don't know. Clockward is also Clockward. up there that for cringiest bad. line. Also... Ellen saying head of lettuce like three times is up there yeah. for a cringiest moment too. And then he calls her back to be like, I got the joke. And I'm like, sir. Yeah, there are a lot of contenders in this episode. That's true. Yeah. The but the next- Tiger King, the Tiger King name drop is definitely up there. It's not the worst name drop that we've heard this season. And yes, I'm doing it again. No. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. <laughs> but it's not great. That continues to be the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's up there. Worst sentence in my life, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And it doesn't it still continues to not make sense. I really traumatized a few people on my writing retreat a few weeks ago. With that specific line. With that specific line. (sighs) Anyways, the next the next scene is the clockward one. Yes. Charlie just needs to blurt out that he doesn't want kids, like ever. I mean, they're going to need to have this conversation at some point. If he really does not want kids and she really does, it is better that they know this now. But it's like the way, like in front of Ellen, just like she didn't ask to be there for that. How old are these people? Like 30. Well, we know that Sophie just turned 30. She had her Uh, dirty 30 birthday. I just think like they're not ready for kids anytime soon. Yeah, I would I would assume the rest of them are 30 again. 30, 30 adjacent. 30 adjacent. Yeah. It's kind of vague. Yeah. I just feel like that relationship is not in a place where like they're even remotely close to ready. Well, I'm just thankful 
we've said this so we've said this several times, but like Valentina and Charlie's relationship was so repetitive where they would get in a fight about something and then they would make up and then they would have sex and that's it. That's their entire arc and it happened multiple times. Finally, we got something different, right? Like they're broken up now and they're staying broken up. Like finally. <laughs> Do we know that they're staying broken up? Because yeah, I mean, they'll be broken up until season two. They're broken up for at least six months. <laughs> what's the What's the point of him staying in the U.S. if he's broken up with? I know he needs to find another girl, chase her to like Argentina. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, as we mentioned, they they the friend circle is are so weird. Like you can't then break up and then be friends with her friends because you're the only people you know. Yeah. Like that doesn't make you know it was a good show filmed in um about New York, not filmed in New York, and they had a good rotation of people in and out was two broke girls. Like they had people and yeah. well, it may be a COVID thing that they don't have a bunch of like extra cast to like introduce, but like they just need to add more people to the show. They need like reoccurring characters. Yeah. That was another yeah. oh, that was another thing that my friend who went to the screening said was that uh, apparently the biggest adjustment for all of these people was adjusting to the multicam format. And I said, I'm shocked because it doesn't seem to me like there's actually a live studio audience. Like when you hear Kat Dennings talk about two world girls, she talks about how like she would end every day and she'd literally be like she'd have her voice like her voice would be gone because she has to like actively like project to the audience all the way in the back of the room like i don't think that this group of people got a full multi-camera experience because i don't think and maybe i'm wrong maybe there was an audience it doesn't feel to me like there's a real audience in the studio there is no audience in that show that's a laugh track it's for sure a laugh track yeah and i mean like on your note about the recurring guests and COVID. You think, I don't know, they're worried about COVID? Ellen just straight up sneezed in that poor girl's face. <laughs> I was like, so horrified. It was hard to live in the moment in 2022. <laughs> that is true. Like, I was on the train the other day and a man sneezed and somebody like screamed at him. I was like, you need to scream at him. <laughs> Like New York so much. No, he coughed. No, he didn't see. He coughed because he was like, he pulled his mask down to drink his Gatorade. And I assumed it went down the wrong hole. So you like, and then he choked on it, you know, and somebody like literally screamed at him. And I'm like, you don't need to scream at him. Like, What is happening here? Well, she's neat. So yeah, the other part of this scene is that Ellen is allergic to the cat. Yes. Yeah. Again, not a cat person. Definitely allergic to cat also. Who picks up a stray cat from the street and bring it into your house? I thought that was like a no-no. It's for sure a no-no. I mean, it's all put, like Ellen is having a very hard time adjusting, I guess, because she has no friends, no job. No prospects. No prospects. <laughs> no fashion sense. It's all bad. Nothing is coming up, Ellen. Ellen is the worst lesbian I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. She's the worst lesbian I've ever seen on TV. Lesbians, you know, you aspire to be a lesbian. I don't want to be Ellen. Like, <laughs> no. Ellen's representing for the lesbians that don't have it together. <laughs> they, they those don't exist. And then we get back to, I feel like we mentioned this already. Yeah, the weddings are expensive. 
Yes, and Sid's positivity is dwindling rapidly. What happened to being a bi-coastal power couple? Well, actually, long distance is really hard, and we we can't afford this. Yeah, he talks about how he thought the expenses would go down, a.k.a. he thought that he'd be able to move in with Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just like, again, just because I work on a show that's... Sid, I, I'm going to say he's Indian. Yeah. Wait, Jermaine, did you, so do you know where, do you know, we learned this mid-season. Do you know where we know Sid from? I don't know where I know Sid from. He was Pi in Life of Pi. He was Pi. Oh my God, Life of Pi is <laughs> one of the most terrifying movies <laughs> I've ever watched in my life. I mean, talk about a Tiger King. He, exactly. <laughs> He was on a little raft with a goddamn tiger. Also, that thing was literally <laughs> not big enough for a full tiger and a full man, you know. But, sir, you are an Indian man getting married. You can't, no, the family is going to take care of all of that. It has to be this big, grand celebration, which... Again, I assume it's going to be like a setup for a season two storyline where his family's like, what the hell did you do? Like, this is not the way to do it. Because like Indian weddings are like beautiful and grand and cultural. Who knows? Maybe maybe Sid was disavowed after the masturbation virginity incident. (laughs) Just like, didn't need to be that complicated, sir. (laughs) Did not need to be that complicated. It's the whole thing. And it, it turns out uh, the wedding planner is off again with White Horse King. So they can't even get the horse that they thought no. they were going to be able to get. Yeah. And the scene sort of ends on this note of like, maybe we shouldn't be planning one wedding, let alone two. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you don't care. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> yes. I'm not invested in this relationship. I don't care. There's yeah. no stakes in this show. It's like, I don't know you people. I'm not <laughs> invested. So then finally, we are back with the Jesse and Sophie mess. This episode just, I feel like, oh my, we still have so much to talk about. We haven't even gotten to the Robin of it all. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's, 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 let's pick let's, it up. <laughs> there's just so much to say, but nothing at all. <laughs> so <laughs> Sophie shows up at Jesse's. And she wants to talk to him about the weird thing he said. And honestly, there's a lot more, there's more communication in this episode than I expected. And yet it was still just a whole train wreck. Um, We learned that Jesse overdid it with the manscaping, which is something I did not ask for (laughs) or need to know. Did not ask for, but it happened. It happened. I, I did not need to know anything about Jesse's pubes. And then she's like, I was wondering about that. And I'm like, were you? So he's like, you said I looked. <laughs> you can't have been wondering that hard. You wanted to go again. <laughs> oh, boy. And then Sophie's like, you said that you loved me. Isn't that so crazy? And Jesse's like, is it though? It kind of is. Um, but again, he was I, like, he's asleep. He was, he was asleep. So I don't think that was like a, I think he gets a pass on that. I don't really. I think it's a lot. I do think it's a lot because I think like we've like Marissa, you and I have talked about like the actual amount of screen time that uh, Jesse and Sophie have spent together is actually not that much. 
Like they haven't actually done a lot together. So many of Jesse's storylines have been about him trying to chase birds out of his apartment or like him trying to build a relationship with Ellen. So it does feel like if you take into account the fact that, yeah, he and Sophie haven't spent that much time together, it does seem a little bit early to be telling her that he loves her. But he didn't tell her. He was, well, he was a slime. Well, but the fact, so sure, maybe he didn't tell her. Maybe he said it in his sleep. But now that she's confronting him about it and he's doubling down on it, he's like, but would it be that bad if I did? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, well, let's, let's pump the brakes here a little bit. Yeah, and he's like, it's not like we're two strangers who met in a bar and just the way that but this episode kind keeps of, shading. Well, yeah. that's a direct call out to, the, to, to How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So they do that a couple of times. Like, At least I'm not Ted Mosby. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells her that he said no to going on tour with Meredith. Like just casually throws that in. And that's when Sophie is like, What? The J Street chain is leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, this is the thing with Jesse that I don't, I don't like blame him for the situation. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think that they're, that they're both just like not ready to be together. But the fact, this is where he bothers me. The fact where he's like, you know, just a couple weeks ago, this would have been a dream of mine, but like now I'm crazy about you. So like. That's why it's too soon to say that he loves her. Just a few weeks ago? Yeah, I think Jesse's one of those people who love love and they like move very like quickly and they don't have a full sense of self. And he has not, he doesn't have like a, he's like sort of aimless right now. I mean, is he just Charlie? Are all of these men the same? (laughs) All of the men are the same. (laughs) It's just too much. That Sophie's reaction is like, also weird because she's like, well, maybe you should go on tour with your ex. I'm yeah. I mean, in all fairness, Jesse confuses me, right? He turns down the job at the school. He doesn't want to be a teacher. He wants to be a musician. Okay. Here's your opportunity. You get to be a musician. Nope. Not doing it. I refuse. (laughs) Because of Sophie. And like, if we were more invested in them as a couple, this would have landed so much better, but sure. Yeah. We're not. That's fair. Because they're not worth it <laughs> No, <laughs> at this point in time. No. And then he tells her to go, get out. Now he's the one who's like, stay away from me. <laughs> and so Sophie dips out. She runs to the bar downstairs, the bar. We finally see it. We finally get the McLaren's at the bar, bar from How I Met Your Mother. And who does she run into? She runs into Robin. Who never left. (laughs) Robin Sparkles. Now, (laughs) this is what happens when you're owned by the Disney Channel. Because, (laughs) not the the company, there's no reason for all of the the original cast members for her to be the one to come back. And you know, somebody is just like, listen, if you want to be in a Marvel movie... You better go do this show. <laughs> you better. It's just a day's work. We'll have you for the next Avengers. I promise. Like, there's no reason for it to have been her. <laughs> Sorry for the listeners. Jermaine is pouring another glass of wine. But I had my boyfriend bring me the wine from dinner, and now it's. I can't let the bottle go to waste. <laughs> 
Jermaine, is that a $3 million bottle of wine that you're drinking? No, this is <laughs> you're a... saving it for a special occasion? This is a Pinot Noir <laughs> from Oregon. Ooh. That's where you get the best Pinot Noirs. It's like maybe like between 15 to $17. Um, yeah. I know. We, we completely glossed over the $3 million bottle of alcohol that the captain owns. This is not... <laughs> Yeah, I no. He that was like some <laughs> weird Scotch malt something, but this is just like some red wine. I, I'm sorry. Noir. I, I apologize for my alcoholism. No, you're good. you're good. I thought it was great timing. We're talking about the original bar. Here you are pouring yourself a drink. I think it's very apropos. What did she? What did she order? A whiskey neat with ice, but one shun like like what? Was like what is that? She was just saying words. Yeah, it was like a combination of every drink she's ever heard ordered in a film or TV show. <laughs> yeah, we also, she orders from Carl, the bartender. From Oh, Carl. yeah. yeah that was ori- also. That's the original, yeah. The original bartender, yeah. They got him back, too. Well, he needed very- to be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he needed the work. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Robin just, they're, like, drinking something neat. Robin seemed a little sad. Robin's been through some stuff. She's not wearing a wedding ring. It was it was nostalgic. It was cute. I was happy to see her. But also, my biggest like gripe with this whole interaction between Robin and Sophie is Sophie is like fangirling over her <laughs> from the local news. And I'm like, what millennial actively watches <laughs> local news? I my 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 interaction, you know, I, I, I watch like, like cable news. My interaction with local news is like, say you're watching something on a network at like 10 and it ends. And then, you know, the 11 o'clock news comes on. Right. That's my only interaction with local news. See, mine would be even less. Like, I feel like the only kind of like local news person I know is like the CBS Channel 2 weatherman from New York because he's always being roasted by John Oliver. But it's weird because Robin, is she that popular? Because just to jump ahead a bit, at the end of their interaction, she's like, yeah, I'm going to like dinner with Diane Sawyer and Katie Couric right now. And I'm like, you're going to dinner with who? No, she said Savannah. Oh, Savannah. Savannah and Katie. Savannah yeah. and Katie. Which I felt like was such a random group. <laughs> I was like, are you up for a job with a Today Show? Like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah like, is she national at this point? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, to just be like, oh my God, my roommate and I love you from the news. And then she tells Robin her entire story. And I'm like, don't yeah. whoa, 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 well, well, not, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We have to go back to Charlie's first. Do we have to go back to Charlie's? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't need to talk about Charlie and Val because they continue to just like slowly break up. But we do need to talk about Ellen running into oh god <laughs> the the girl across the hall. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel Horowitz. Not Leibowitz. Not Leibowitz. <laughs> Marissa got so mad about this. Okay, I'd be like, I'm just, I've said it once. I will say it again. The show is weird about like just casual anti-Semitism that it just kind of like sprinkles in throughout the entire series. God only knows what will happen now that Rachel is back and seems to be a recurring character. Oh, God. I mean, she'll probably get a cold at least, if not COVID, from being sneezed <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I think you enjoyed the line when Ellen said 
or no, when Rachel said that she doesn't hate Ellen, she just made a really insane first impression. impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which is true. She came in to steal tomatoes. Again, just off the bat, weird. <laughs> I think I am team Rachel, honestly. She might be the only the only okay character. Yeah. The fact that that's what that's a problem is that that the main characters are so bad that you just like <laughs> want like, oh, somebody new. I like you. You're different. And <laughs> like it's so. Ugh. Yeah. Is the is the problem that How I Met Your Father is missing like a straight man? Like in How I Met Your Father, Ted Mosby seems kind of like the straight man. Right. And everybody else is a little bit wacky. There are three like, straight men in the show. What do you no, mean straight? Not like straight man. Like the the guy who's not, like everybody else is like a character. Oh. Like the straight man, as in like he's just like the normal guy. Oh. Yeah. Like the sad, lovelorn yeah. guy. Because Barney was like, a character. Uh, the other guy was a character, Jason Seagal. What's his name? Siegel? Seagal? Yeah, Jason Siegel. Siegel. Yeah. yeah, I think um, that actually I think you're onto something here. Like, for example, but I, I, I feel think- like I always go back to that 70s show, but I feel like the equivalent, right, is like Eric Foreman is like the regular guy, and then you have all these other crazy people <laughs> around yeah. Eric Foreman. Or like in The Office, right, you have, I guess Jim would be the straight man, where he's like just your regular average guy, yeah. and then everybody else in The Office is a, is a wacko. I also think the issue is just like these... And it could be a straight woman too, but Sophie is... I don't know that she's that. I think that the issue that I have too is the original cast, just like the comedic chops that they had. Like, mm-hmm. think about that cast. Yeah, it was a stacked cast. It was a stacked cast. And it it's just not the same. It was a, yeah, it was a really good cast. And it's like they could work around some of the more, like, because I don't think that, at least in the beginning, the writing wasn't that great either. Like if we, we went back and watched the pilot and it was like. It usually takes a while for sitcoms to really like find a groove, I think. Yeah. But I think that the cast chemistry and just like their own, their own talent, like the way that the, the mm. way that these, they were able to like just make it work. Yeah. They gave it a little bit of sparkle, if you will. <laughs> a little bit of Robin sparkle. <laughs> yeah. Sam, you have to go listen to that song after. I will, I will. Yeah, I I mean, I think that's what every, like, for what the Big Bang Theory was, that Raiden's juggernaut, like, the first season wasn't that great. So I think, hopefully, this show will, like, get into, like, a groove and find it's 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 rhythm you know like it's just not working right now yeah i mean we'll be back we'll give it we'll 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 be back covering season two so i wonder Um, if they'll do two episodes at a time for us (laughs) please no they're gonna do like 10 and 10 Uh, they're probably gonna like split the season into in like two parts so you're probably gonna yeah you're probably gonna get like the first 10 at the end Uh. of this year and then the next 10 at this time next year. That's what I would assume that you're going to do. Well, let's get back to Robin and yes. Sophie and the whole info dump of a situation that we get. And like this very contrived, Robin is just here to impart a life lesson onto, onto Sophie. And it's just so not organic. It was just nostalgic for the sake of nostalgia, you know? 
I mean, I think they knew that they had offended the BTS fans. No, they, they were didn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, how can we get the people back? How can we win them back? I know, a nostalgic uh, <laughs> reappearance. Yeah, and basically the thesis of this conversation is like, do not waste your time being scared. What did Jesse really do wrong? Sophie realizing that she's right and that he didn't do anything that bad. She's just scared. Yeah, because like Robin said, he did all of the things that you've wanted a guy to do this entire time. So what's the issue? And the only decisions that Robin regrets are the ones that she made out of fear. Uh, divorcing Barney was a great decision. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I'm so mad Robin wasn't the mother now that I think <laughs> about it. Because do you know what happened, Sam? I don't want to spoil it for you, but you're not going to watch it. So well, I mean, cares? I learned in the pilot that she wasn't the mother because she is the, uh, like, the aunt, right? Yes. I don't, yeah. Was that in the pilot? Yeah. She's Aunt Robin. That was in the pilot, uh, yeah. yeah. But not only she wasn't she the mother, we met the mother, and then they killed her. Did <laughs> <laughs> you not know that? I, I No, I didn't know that. Oh, so the mom dies. They, the, the, it literally made all, me like quit TV it for was, like two days. I was so it, mad. <laughs> it was it was infuriating because you're like, who's the mom? Blah, blah, blah. And then you met him like, oh, the mom. Because the final season, the mom became a recurring character on the show. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you kind of get why her and Ted worked. And then they're like, oh, she died. I'm like, she what? Yeah, there's just so, like a montage of uh, like a cancer montage, and then oh, she's yeah. dead. It's like the so, beginning of Up. My God, <laughs> I, I'm like, so this entire show was about your dead wife, and why would you feel the need to like sit your children through this? Like, maybe, this is not maybe his therapist told him to. Maybe it's part of the grieving process. I don't know. Isn't it weird how we have these comedies that just decide, let's just make it as sad and not funny as possible? It wasn't great. Also, David Henry was the son. I, that's a weird thing. I don't like that we have not seen the kids in this reboot. Me too. But I think that that is their way of being like, oh, this child could be like racially ambiguous like or to keep it racially ambiguous because you know Sid and now Ian is back in contention Mm. so revealing the child would give it away but But I don't need to see Kim Cattrall as much as I do I've said that (laughs) a lot I I also agree with that because I I feel like you're giving her more screen time than than they gave Bob Saget I don't think we saw that Bob. No, Saget, we didn't. Did we? It was just the voice. We never saw it. It was just his voice. We saw the kids. We saw David Henry and that girl who was either on Desperate Housewives or Nikita. I forget. Yeah, R.P. Bob Saget. Conclusion of this scene: Sophie is scared, but she is on Robin's advice going to go see Jesse, and then this is the moment where, in the so. How long was this in the span of this one conversation? It's got to be like an hour tops. <laughs> Jesse is immediately. <laughs> That's my problem too. Is like, so Sophie leaves and Jesse is immediately like, yo, Meredith, you up? Like, <laughs> she comes which over. I, which, 
<laughs> which is why I believe my theory is right. She came to say goodbye because she's going on tour. Mm. Um. <laughs> so Sophie witnesses a a kiss between them. Is it a, a kiss of reconciliation? Is it a goodbye kiss? It's not the cliffhanger it thinks it is. That's all I'm saying. It's not because also I'm like trying, I'm thinking back to it and I swear she has her coat on and her bag too. Yeah. So she's not staying. And Sophie is distraught. She runs back down to the bar, which is also a weird choice just to go back to the bar and be like, hey, Robin, you still here? You, you did this to me. Astray. <laughs> yeah. Confront her. I also yeah. hate when that happened in, in that stuff like that happens in, in like shows. It's like, no bitch, walk up to that door and be like, what is going on here? Ask the questions. I hate when like this is your soap opera inclination. It's like a, it's, 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 <laughs> no, it's a thing that happens on Tobras all the time. It's like you overhear a part of a conversation and you walk away before you hear the thing that makes you know it's not what you think it is. Well, as Robin Sherboski says, timing is everything. Oh, good one. And sometimes timing's a bitch. I because I also maintain that Robin loved Ted. Like she yes, she I think Ted was her one and it didn't work out. They had such good chemistry. What is chemistry? I don't see it on this show anywhere. <laughs> I do not see it on this show anywhere. Um, you know what? I saw it between Drew and his dog for a quick second before the dog just <laughs> inexplicably disappeared. <laughs> We're here. We, we've we made it to the end of the episode. We are at the gallery where Sophie's yeah. photo is on display. Ooh. And everybody shows up except for Jesse. Um, but we're not going to talk about that tonight. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Ellen, and she's happy. In order for her to be happy, though, everybody else has to be sad. Actually, that's not true because no, Sid and Hannah are happy. Sid and Hannah are also happy temporarily. They just eloped, which I respect that. That is a mood. They got married, and that's great for now. But I'm telling you, when his Indian parents come (laughs) in season two, it's going to be a problem. I respect the inclination, though. I don't have too many notes about this ending. They're just like, oh yeah, Charlie and Val broke up, but they're not going to talk about that right now either. Everything's about Sophie, but Sophie is sad. Then we, everyone's there. We cut back to the captain and Becky can have the boats, but not the boat in Australia because the marine biologists are doing doing some important work. And this was such a convoluted tie-in. A little bit. I did get it. You did not. If, I, I did ex- not. I had to explain I did it not. to you. I had to go back. I had to go back and rewind it to be like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh. Well, it was pretty. It was pretty convoluted, but I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Ian was on the captain's boat. Yes. And now he is no longer on the boat. He is. He's here. He's here. There is no explanation as to how why- did he know about the the get the, the show? How did he know where it was? Isn't it invite only? How did he get a ticket? <laughs> like, so many questions. All right. And that was, that's season one. And Matt McGuire, did we learn who the father is? Why, no father. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mind you, I did not even remember who that guy was. <laughs> that when he showed, I was like, who is that? I'm like, oh, it's the guy from the, the first episode. Oh. Yeah, the one black man that they allowed on this show set in New York City. I wasn't going to go there because I was going <laughs> to, I was going to like appreciate the other diversities that needed to have happened. But I was let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> Just let it go, Jermaine. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now that we've done, there anything else to say about like the episode specifically? I wanted to have hated it more, but felt like I couldn't <laughs> because of Robin. Oh, okay. I agree with that take. It was, it was like, I wanted to be like, oh, but then like, oh, Robin. And like to have her, all of them to be like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's like fine. Well, you know, but it wasn't the worst um episode okay the first four was rough yeah it was a uh, it was rocky at the start for sure all right so Jermaine, we have the four i think we can say comfortably four maybe five father contenders if we include josh as well how would you rank the father like the potential fathers at the end of season one from most likely to least likely I don't think we've met the father. Oh, you don't think we've met the father? I don't think we've met the father. It's not Jesse because of the photo that Kim Cattrall has in the apartment. Like, there's no reason for that photo to be there except to to commemorate this like moment in time. So it's not him. It's not Sid because I just don't think Sid would then date her after she did Jesse, it's not the British one. I forget his name. Charlie. Because Charlie, he's a mess. Yep. I, I don't think we've met the father. I don't I, I don't think we've met the father. But I do agree that the reason why we've not seen the kids is because they're trying to like play into that the kid could be like biracial and that would give it away. But I don't I something tells me we haven't met the father. Do you think that do you think how I met your mother is is biasing your opinion? No, no. My other thing would be for this to be because I was trying to be like more woke is that the kid is like an accident baby. An accident baby. See, Mar- like Marissa, a one night. Marissa, you've really been playing with the idea that the kid is like a sperm donation. <laughs> okay, this is a lot to ask for, but in my fan fiction endgame Sophie is bisexual and this is like a sperm donor baby because like just because he's the father doesn't mean that like yeah that's what I'm saying I feel like the ending is going to be a little more woke woke (laughs) and it's like maybe she's not married to the father maybe it's not her husband like maybe it's just like she had sex with Jesse one night and she got pregnant. Well, because when you think when you think about the entire premise and like the fact that she is telling her son this story, it's like where is where is the dad? What what presence does he have in his child's life? So in in the sperm donation case, does that actually make Charlie the most likely father? Because he doesn't want any kids, but he could just donate his sperm and be like. There's a kid for you. But that would mean he is no longer in the in the States. He would have to be back in London because then he would be around the kid. 
like my my gut tells me that the father is not somebody she's like married to it's not like they had a marriage and they got divorced i don't think that's the dad all right so i think for me if we're looking at just the men who we've met so far i still think that jesse sid and charlie are the top three and we can kind of discount ian and josh because they weren't on the bridge in the pilot episode because more likely than not if we met the father already they were somebody on the bridge also who the hell walks across a brooklyn bridge with a bunch (laughs) of strangers that you just met well this is a great question i mean who walks across the brooklyn bridge generally it's very it's a challenging bridge to get to. <laughs> I did it once and I regretted it. Every step I took, I was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. The only, yeah, I did it once too. And it was like a welcome week event my freshman year at NYU. It was like a group activity that you could sign up to do. And did you have regrets? <laughs> no, it was actually a nice day. And then we ended up in a, like a nice, I don't know. I thought it was fun to do one time. When I did, it was, like, very windy, and I was like, shit. See, that's a regret. Yeah, that's 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 tough. No wind on this gonna... Brooklyn Bridge, though, and how am I your father? No, no winds, no people, no, no, people. no nothing. <laughs> yeah. Soundstage in LA. I still, I, uh, so of the three, we have Jesse, Sid, Charlie were on the bridge. I still think it's Sid probably most, most likely, but then I would say Probably for the reasons we just discussed, Charlie, and then Jesse. Yeah. Jesse's done. Jesse, Jesse is, is done. done. <laughs> Sid is not the father. Well, I definitely don't see their relationship panning out in the long term, being him and I don't Hannah. see a relationship I mean, with him and, his him and new Sophie wife. at all, but I don't see a relationship with him and Sophie. It's a supersized season two. I think that they're... I think there's a high chance they run out of ideas. I think that they set up some, I think that there were some breadcrumbs of moments. I mean, like, I think that the talk that they had at the bougie ass hotel upstate, the like, there was more tension between the two of them and that Kit Kat bar than there was between Uh, Jesse. Yeah, he (laughs) broke off a piece of his Kit Kat bar. They have chemistry. They have more chemistry on screen together than... Sophie and Jesse do, in my opinion. And I think that the show is messy enough to yeah. take it to that place. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? In six ish, probably months, we don't have a date yet, but we'll know soon enough. I, well, maybe we won't. We won't know anytime. <laughs> we'll dive soon. back in soon enough. Yeah. I, I, I suspect that they will keep renewing this show for as long as Hillary Duff wants to do it. Really? I know you're giving it a lot of credit. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Well, you know, like maybe season two will be a lot better. They'll have some time to like, beta test, or you know, yeah, they can like work it out. Yeah, they can digest what half just the happened. Room. <laughs> you can fire half the writers' room, but yeah, maybe, 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 maybe they'll figure it out, and it yeah, they can analyze it. Make no more BTS jokes. That's a just bad like idea. These, these writers, do they know how like? like millennials speak because I feel like it's very hard to believe that anyone in the writer's room is a millennial. And if you are a millennial in the writer's room, I apologize, but like, yeah, (laughs) say something. Listen, I, 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 it's fine. I've seen, I've witnessed worse writing on TV shows. I, I raise you Riverdale. (laughs) Well, the 
thing that continues to baffle me is how much I enjoy the other content that is out there by the, you know, the creators of this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, we really liked um, their Amazon movie. I want you back. I want you back. Yeah, we thought that was a fun movie. Uh, you like This Is Us. Eh, I mean, like. You liked This Is Us. <laughs> this season, it's, it's, it's too much. But Isn't I like, but they also did yes. like Love Simon and Love Victor, and I enjoy that. Oh, I hate Love Victor. <laughs> <sighs> I watch it every year. It's like they need to just like have like proper inappropriate sex on that show. Well, so the wild Benji thing... is trash. Benji, oh, Benji is, is trash. Like That's true. Trash. The wild exactly. thing about that show, too, is that it was originally supposed to be on Disney Plus, but Disney Plus Disney Plus was like, this is too much. This is too gay. Let's put it on and Hulu. Then you wa- <laughs> and, then you- and then you watch the first season, you're like, this show is like PG. Yes. <laughs> but then season two, Victor had sex. Well, Jermaine, I don't know if you, you probably know this already, but you know that outside the United States, because there's no Hulu, Pam and Tommy is on Disney Plus. <gasps> <laughs> Doesn't that make you even more upset about Lizzie McGuire? (laughs) That makes me so upset about Lizzie because listen, again, the prosthetics in Pam and Tommy, I was just like, ooh. Um, I don't know. There's a a big um, uproar because apparently they are in talks to acquire... Because remember Netflix did all those Marvel shows like Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're trying to move them over to Disney Plus and then parents like, that is not right. That is upset. And like, we don't want our kids seeing this. And I'm like, but it's Marvel. And so what if they cursed? But, you know, but. Yeah, then set some parental controls on your Disney Plus account. <laughs> parents in this country need to calm the fuck down about like <laughs> everything. Like, my parents did not give a shit what I watched growing up and I turned out fine. My like, you know, all these things about like school, like my boyfriend's a teacher and a college counselor and like all this like things about like kids don't learn this school. I'm like, see, if I was a parent, I don't care. Like you're a teacher. I'm outsourcing their education <laughs> to you. As long as you're not teaching them like to hate people and bad like I don't care. I have no interest <laughs> in what you're teaching them. I'm outsourcing this problem to you. <laughs> I'm not invested. Leave me alone. Like I watch, you know, I listen, I'm Disney Plus for me is just like watching DCOMs. I saw a tweet the other day. I feel like we're totally off topic from How I Met Your Father now. It was a tweet about Ricky Ullman from Phil of the Future. And the person was like, I still maintain, even as an adult, this is the most beautiful men I've ever seen. And I'm like, <laughs> I agree with you. Like, I He's agree hot. With you. Have you seen the, like, there are photos of him on my, hold on. Oh my goodness! Notice <laughs> of him. There, there like are a dress there, and a yes, skirt, and yes. he's like gorgeous. And Beautiful. I'm like, somebody give that man a job. Ricky Ullman in Pixar Perfect is like the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. I love but him I so much. Well, no, or um, was he? What, he goes by his right name now, Ravi. Ravive. Yeah, Ravive? because because like Disney made him Americanize his Israeli name. <laughs> Again, justice for Lelaine. I was going to say, well, we're on the topic of Disney+. Plus. I don't think we're actually that off topic, 
because that does kind of segue into what we're going to be talking about next episode. Now that we're done with How I Met Your Father, the timing has aligned perfectly because yeah, we need stuff to talk about again. We need stuff to talk about again. And we've been kind of on a reboot kick. We've been talking about a couple of reboots now. So what better reboot to talk about than a movie that we talked about and a, and and its sequel, and now the reboot. We'll be talking about the 2022 version of Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh. Which, yeah, just came out. I, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm kind Gabrielle of... Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. I'm like a little bit salty about it on premise because it's not Cheaper by the Dozen. It's yours, mine, and ours. Oh. True. Well. <laughs> like, it's not the same. They're like a blended because, family. Yeah, because in Cheaper by the Dozen, like, they were all her biological children, right? Yeah. And they, they just yeah. kept they just kept doing it. And they just kept having surprise babies. <laughs> but that is not what this movie is. This is like Gab- Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff have their own children. Yeah. And then it's, it's yours, mine, and ours. It's a different it's a different movie that already exists. We still have this yeah. clip on the board. Oh pay attention to her. <laughs> <laughs> From Cheaper by the Dozen Two, which I still maintain should have been called Cheaper by the Baker's Dozen. But you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I hate that. Why do you hate it? Their last name was Baker. And a Baker's Dozen is like the natural sequel to a dozen. That's too much. All right, whatever. But But yes, that is where we will be going next for better or for worse. Yes, on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. If you want to catch up before we talk about it. My next Disney Plus watch is to rewatch the Disney Channel original movie, The 13th Year. What a movie when that, that was. Kid, when he found out he was a merman. <laughs> I'm 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 geared up for all the like water themed things. I wanna watch like Rip Girls, Johnny Tsunami. This is not a decom, but that just really put me in my aquamarine feelings. I knew you were gonna say aquamarine. <laughs> You're so predictable. Wrong network. Wrong <laughs> network. But such a good movie. Well, that, I mean, I feel like we said all that we need to say about how I met your father, considering we have gotten wildly off topic multiple times. No, I think we covered it, though. We covered like, it. We talk, I feel like we came at it from all angles. As always, it has been just such a joy to have you on the podcast, Jermaine. You are, Thank you. You are our recurring guest star. And you're <laughs> welcome I, back anytime. Maintain. This is my SNL. I think... <laughs> Want to be known for? I know. Is this your fourth? Is this your fourth time on the podcast? I don't know. I did two Lizzie episodes. I did the movie. So yeah, this is my fourth. Wow. Time. Next time, do you need a jacket? <laughs> oh my god! Probably. <laughs> Next time, I'm going to come with my favorite drink, a margarita, and not wine. Definitely, please do. I know you should have. They had a peach. Was it a peach margarita? Oh, in the wrong glass. I was so annoyed. <laughs> cool. Well, that concludes our coverage of How I Met Your Father. For now. For now. For now. Until we get our supersized season two. As always, you can follow along on our podcasting journey. Who knows where it will take us next? At Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Uh, email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. 
Yep. Uh, if you are catching up on any of our podcasts, you can find them either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash Outfit Repeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. And we will be back next week to talk about the Disney Plus reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs>